am getting a little peckish. I hope that we can order some food. It's weird that Eric and Jiggles are, are not here anymore. Like, I genuinely don't know what this conversation with this manager is taking so long for. I, are they just going to bring us in next? Is it going to be a group discussion after this? Uh, I don't see where I've done anything to warrant having to talk to the manager. I've been fine. I, buddy, I have like a list that we're going to go over after this of things we cannot do anymore when we go out together. I, I, it must be a short list. Uh, what? Be pleasant. Be personable. It. It. The snapping. The hey sweetie. Hey dear. The. Oh, hey, hold on. The, uh, hold that thought. Uh, hey sweetie. I, I. I think we're ready to order. Sorry, it's, it takes for them forever to get around here. Oh, ready I, to order. Uh, what, what can I get for you? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so I think I am going to have the meatball sub. Uh, now, question: How many meatballs comes on that? Uh at least like several maybe even many okay you've convinced me i'll do the pastrami on rye with a side of mashed potatoes and cream of wheat thank you all right okay um do you have chicken wings yes i'll take a dozen wings and can I get a couple pickle slices and just some fries? Absolutely. Uh, what, what kind of seasoning you want on those wings? Can I get buffalo and tossed? All right, I'll be right back with that. Thank you. That sounds like a good order. Uh, I yeah. think that you you made the smart choice. I'm feeling good. I really, I just, you judge a place by their buffalo wings, right? You don't go any hotter. You don't go any milder. You judge the buffalo. See, I judge it by the cream of wheat, but you know, we both are judging this place. Yeah, this I'm I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie. This place is kind of ethereal. I'm not so sure we're here, but hey, whatever's going on, whatever's going on. So you think uh you think they're coming back or is it is it just gonna be us here for the rest of this? You know, I, I really do think that they're gonna be right back here in a minute, but I kinda feel bad we didn't order them any food. Should I we might need to place another order, maybe. Yeah, I'll I'll get him something when he comes back. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm back with your food. Here you are, sir. Your lobster bisque, and uh, you have the duck a l'orange with a side of escargot. Uh, uh, is there anything else I can get you? Uh, mm, you know what? Probably like uh, our food. Yeah. Uh, how do I put this? And Blade, said, take it. Yeah. This is like an olive rump. This is a moth on a plate. You brought me a fucking moth. Fantastic. Um, I'll, I'll be around to check on you guys again. Stop, sweetie, shut up. I need to talk to your manager right now. Stop. You need to talk to the manager? No, yes, right now. Uh, about anything in particular? Yeah, all of it, the whole thing. Just take me back. Please, cool. so help me God, take me back. Okay. Uh, well, Blade, right? Yes. All right, well, well, you know, he has you penciled in for about this time. Uh, it'd be a little bit early, but that's okay. I here, here's a Benjamin. Just take it, take me back right now. All right, uh, right this way. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Schmeave Burger in Paradise Bar and Grill and Rehabilitation Relocation Center for Wayward Juggalos. 
You're joined once again by your host, Just Shmeev. But, as I've said before, I cannot, cannot carry a show by myself. It's not possible. Except for those times whenever I feel like Mike dropped the ball in a mic check and I need to fill in for him. I can do those, but that's, that's not a whole show. I can't just talk about music to nobody for like an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, eight hours, as, as may have happened once with multiple people. But to, to remedy this issue, I do have somebody with me once again. And that somebody... Who is it? Who could it be? Hello, my name is Blade Brown. Uh, my social security number is... Uh, um, I live at... Uh, the zip code is... Uh, I am a juggalo. I would not like to be one, uh, or considered as such. I don't know why I'm in a wayward juggalo rehabilitation clinic anymore. Uh, I've been cured. You can let me out now. Well, you know, it's, it's like whenever you have like an infection and you get like z pack or amoxicillin, you, you can't just take it until you feel better. You got to keep going for the entire therapy Otherwise, it's going to come back with a vengeance. So the fact that I've been off the jug for about, I don't know, I'd say about over a year now is still I'm still at risk. Uh, you're at like, I'd, I'd say probably step like 13 or 14 of our 36 step process. I was going to say, I thought I've already done the 12 steps and I'm you're, you're pretty 13. far through. But, you know, you got you got a long road ahead of you. When does it stop? Well, this is a this is a lifelong battle that we deal with, you know. It doesn't never truly ends. I truly think that one day we will get through this together. I sure hope so. As a part of this, as a as an additional step on this journey, um well, what what are we talking about today, Blade? I I need clarification. Is this step 17? <laughs> or am i getting sicker is it coming back <laughs> there actually isn't a step 17 we specifically skipped that one to avoid the issue <laughs> okay that's you know what i think i need this i actually do need this <laughs> so what are we talking about today uh let me go ahead and check my notes it looks like we're talking about uh King Ghidorah's Take Me to Your Leader. Correct. Do I have that right? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've heard that album before. All right. Makes sense. It's the same amount of songs as the one you sent me and I got bored of. So I just listened <laughs> to Take Me to Your Leader a bunch. Of course. All right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I will be talking alternately about, uh, of course, King Ghidorah's Take Me to Your Leader, but also uh, Ludo and their third album. You're awful. I love you. Okay, so I'm needed. I gotta Google this song, uh, this okay. album, really quick to make sure I'm on point about it. Cool. Go for it. Okay, I got it now. All right. Uh, Ludo is a band formed in, I believe, St. Louis, Missouri, 
uh, made up of four people who I, you know, I, I was not prepared to talk about band. I'm never prepared to talk about the bands that I cover on here. I, I always like rely on someone else to do it. Uh, and I carry that even through <laughs> to when I'm talking about a band I like. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> this your idea? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Did you expect me to be like, Ludo was a band formed in St. Louis, Missouri? You know, I gotta say, you know, your predecessors did it. <laughs> okay, my predecessors were on a professional tight, sit, tight ship. <laughs> I don't. This anyway, is my yes, podcast they, return. They're a band from St. Louis, Missouri. They consist of Andrew Volpe, uh, Tim Farrell, Tim Convy, sorry, and Matt Palermo. And Dave Hellebrand, but uh, their bassist, as I understand, has uh, has, has been released from duties for some time. Uh, I don't have any, you any get inside information on that. Oh, is I mean, this, if you... Is it scandalous? I, I don't know of any scandals in particular. I think it's just kind of that that he just they're just, just not playing anymore. <laughs> Me looking into it right now to make sure. All right, yeah, no, I can't find anything. Yeah, so uh, they they were active through like through the two thousands mostly. Um, technically, they were active past that, but um, they disappeared after some time. They took a hiatus in twenty twelve, and uh, they they were just silent for many years. And then suddenly they were like, "Hey, we're gonna come back and play a play a big old show." And then they made it like a yearly thing. They had their own Hallow Wicked basically <laughs> i really didn't want you to make that comparison but i knew it'd come up <laughs> am i am i the one who's supposed to be in this rehab facility or is it you <laughs> i mean i'm also here so you know but uh yeah they they came back and also because one year they weren't able to do it due to covid and all that shit they were just like hey here's a new song <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. We had not heard new music from them in forever. And they were just like, here you go. Yep, here's a new song just to get you through. So I heard about this band from whenever I used to work at a Sunoco. Uh, You know, depending on who was there, we could sometimes play whatever radio station we wanted. And I believe back in the day on 105.9 VX, the alternative station of the Pittsburgh area, uh, they would play their their most well-known song, the only one that I know of that's gotten radio play, and the one that most people know, Love Me Dead, uh, classic single. And I was just like, I don't know what to make of this. This is awesome. <laughs> and we'll get into the specifics on it, you know, whenever we get into the song, but I heard it. And back in that those days, I did not have a smartphone. I couldn't look things up online wherever I was. So I would just grab some receipt paper, write down a line that I caught out of it, or you know something that I could latch onto that sounded like I could search it. And then whenever I got home, I would look it up. <laughs> and I would do this a lot. Um, and I found them and... I was just like, these guys are great. I bought their album. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Then they released another one called Prepare the Preparations. And I was like, holy shit, this also fucking rips. And it wasn't, it was 
it took a long time before I even got to their first two albums because they're hard to find. Uh, they're they're self-titled. I found a copy of it at the exchange, uh, and it was signed by all the members. So that's pretty awesome. What'd you pay for it? It was pretty fucking cheap. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, it, it was. It was not. Uh, it wasn't a an expensive grab for me. But uh, I was I was super hype about it because I was like, hell yeah, this rules and. I actually haven't listened to that one as much. This this one in Prepare the Preparations I've listened to a shit ton. And their uh, their second release was an EP called Broken Bride. It is a rock opera and it fucking rips. It is really fucking good. Um, and yeah, I, I love them. I've seen them live one time. It was an amazing show. It was a lot of fun. They are really goofy fun performers it's great uh and that's it what's what's your uh experience with ludo so i gotta ask did you see the halloween show no okay well you, you blew it uh, I, I saw them i saw them one of the times whenever they came through pit whenever they were doing like a tour of of the u.s and they came through pittsburgh uh and played at the altar bar my favorite place that is no longer a venue <sighs> i'm sorry to hear that yeah now when you were uh seeing them did mm -hmm. they play this did they play anything off of this oh of course okay so they played like <laughs> love me dead and shit mm -hmm. yeah. okay good 100 yeah, <laughs> percent. uh and then so i have heard their name a bunch like uh so much and when you presented the list of uh albums to be presented here in the schmieberger rehab facility treatment for wayward juggalos uh <laughs> i immediately jumped on it because i was like well you know if i'm ever gonna hear it it's gonna be now and i might as well do it in a constructive way that makes me analyze it because if i don't enjoy it while analyzing it i'm not gonna enjoy it period um so i decided to as soon as the list was sent i was like hey I want that one because people that I like know and like they collect records. Uh, Ludo was a big deal because this album wasn't on vinyl for a long time. And oh. now it's expensive, by the way. If you, you want to get a copy, it's going to run you some money. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so I don't own it on vinyl. Uh, I would normally in these circumstances, but I do not. Uh, I got to uh. ask you, though, do you have those pieces of paper you wrote lyrics down on or did you trash them? Oh, no, I like as soon as I found out what a thing was, they were gone. <laughs> oh, well, fucking shame on you. Could have been some show and tell. Eh, there's old receipt paper, you know? <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had didn't I'd never heard Ludo before this. I was just here and presented a list and went, well, that sounds good. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a go. Um, and now I'm here doing a review podcast about it for the first time in my uh New place. I haven't recorded here yet, so this oh, is nice. nice. Fantastic. What a way to break it in. Yeah, honestly. and I'm using my microphone on my desk right now, which is mm. so nice, because I don't got to <laughs> hold it. That is always nice. So, Like an old-timey reporter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually interested, like, you know, I'm glad to hear that, that Ludo has people pushing them, like, all over the place, because... I do not expect anybody to know Ludo by name ever. The fact that you recognize them at all, I'm like, how? How'd that happen? 
but I guess you do you do run in a sort of crowd where people catch these fucking oddballs out of nowhere. I think you're calling me autistic. Wow. I mean, I wasn't going there. Well, you're right. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's where we're getting them all from. Yeah, so record collectors are just insane people with eclectic tastes, and Ludo happened to be one of them. That's good to know. Record collectors, yep. good people. Something. No, not usually. Okay, <laughs> there you go. All right. With, with all that, though, I feel like we've covered all the preamble that needs to be covered. And we're about ready to get into this album. Except, except before we do that, we got to crack open a motherfucking beach beverage, baby. What do you, what do you got to drink today? So, uh, I have right here a 32 ounce Arctic double wall steel insulated bottle full of sparkling water that I created myself using the soda stream. It is peach mango flavored. Ooh, that's very tropical. Uh, yeah, I thought we were on an island. I might as well do a little bit of paradise here. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us some carbonation for the crack. Hell yeah. Let's go, gonna, let's go. I myself, uh, I, I myself just went over to the cooler. And I grabbed myself a, a nice little can of Mountain Dew, you know? Okay, yeah, they offer it here, but I can't have caffeine. That's fair, that's fair. Well, let's crack these motherfuckers open. Let's go. It's refreshing. It's delightful. All right, let's hop into it. Track one, Love Me Dead. Love me cancerously Like the salt sore soaked in the sea High maintenance means You're a gluttonous queen Narcissistic and mean ourselves a kind of tone setter here not in terms of you're going to be hearing songs exactly like this throughout the rest of the album but in terms of you're going to be hearing songs written by these fucking weirdos throughout the rest of the the rest of the album and i think it's a good and bad thing this is the first track because Mm. it sets you up for high expectations because like let's face it this is a banger this is like this is top notch uh i mean i have notes that go and like my notes i had to take them today because i'm depressed and not good at this anymore i'm not prepared for podcasts like i used to be uh so i did mine this morning too (laughs) 
<laughs> mine go in like order of me throughout the re- like throughout the song like as i'm listening to it i don't have overalls i have like as we progress oh perfect and uh it goes like mine are just like wow this whips ass i can't believe i never heard it uh if i would have heard this in like 2012 i'd be disgustingly attached to it uh and i can't believe that they riff like this when it doesn't require it it's just a fucking pop punk song like they don't have to go that hard on guitar but he does for some reason he is just always like that even on their uh even on their first album um like their one uh, like one of their other big songs they're they're probably their biggest song from their first album that they have a video a music video for um like he rips out a sick fucking solo in the middle of it and again it's just a pop punk song like why what's necessary about this that constitutes a guitar solo oh it's awesome (laughs) that's why i mean yeah more bands should have guitar solos but also like nobody was doing it back then yeah like they're just they're there well oddly enough that that was like a an interesting thing uh i was never really into pop punk growing up like it just wasn't my thing because i love guitar solos and stuff i wanted to hear them i love just sick wicked musicianship and all that stuff but a friend of mine who is a big pop punk guy once said regarding i can't remember who it was he said it about i think it was whenever i said about like and they're not technically pop punk, but they're in that zone with other bands. But fucking uh, Ray Toro just fucking rips unnecessarily. <laughs> and my friend was just like, yeah, every every like punk or emo band needs the one guy who is obnoxiously better than the rest of them. <laughs> Blink-182 has Travis Barker. He's just obnoxiously good at drums. <laughs> Every band has the one guy who shouldn't be there, but now he is, and he's kind of yeah. stuck around. It, yeah, and he's clearly happy to be there. He loves doing what he do, but he's gonna he's gonna bring his weird flavor with him. Some forty ones guitarist. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that guy? <laughs> I can't speak on the Some Forty One. They missed me. I really, I really wish I could. Yeah, yeah. It's a band that just doesn't hmm. no nothing for me. Oh, in that way. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand what you meant. <laughs> I was just confused yeah. by your wording, but yeah, yeah. Some forty one, I I never got like super into, but you know, whenever I was growing up, Fat Lip was a big big song that was everywhere, and uh, Into Deep was the video would play all the time, and one of the coolest things that I've ever seen in my goddamn life is whenever he dives in and he rises up out of the water to play a solo. I'm like, this is fucking sick. Yeah, that, <laughs> everyone should do this. <laughs> you named two out of three Some Forty One songs I know. I named two out of two. <laughs> uh, there's Hell Song too. That song is really good. Mm. I should listen to more of them. Eh. I, I should try. I, I like I've I've actually gone into listening to some of their stuff here and there, but not nothing that I remember the name of. <laughs> but anyway, Ludo, yeah. Goddamn. Uh, I have one last note on this song at the end. It's uh man, he's really heard about this. <laughs> yeah yeah he's a little uh well he's conflicted you know he's like damn it's good but it's fucking bad (laughs) yeah it's uh it's really tearing him apart yeah and that solo rips man (laughs) unnecessary unnecessary but i love it it is uh it's one that i learned how to i learned how to play this song on guitar whenever i was like 
still kind of starting out on it and stuff. This is one where I was like, I need to fucking learn this. And I still mostly sense. remember how to play it today, even though I haven't for a while. You know, I've always wanted to try this. Uh, I wish I could go back in time and give this to my past self. Say, like, you know, in 2012, 2013. So, like, when nights get longer and I start drinking, I can go on a nice little drunken lament about this album. lament i always wanted to uh like pull a shmeave on you by doing something like that and i appreciate it (laughs) i didn't get to last time that's that's we weren't doing it we weren't doing a music podcast so that's true that's true did you i think i feel like you did it on wicked though i might have but every time we record the space in between each recording is so far i don't remember the last one <laughs> yeah i don't i got, I got nothing <laughs> wicked was at my old house and that was like i think it might have been before the mold took over <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah like uh, i think that might have been when things were good and i wasn't on a downward spiral <laughs> that's fair that was in the floor times that was in the no that was just oh, after then, the floor then that was mold. Oh. Yeah, the yep, yeah, it was mold times. It was before we knew we had to vacate though. Uh Damn. But yeah, Drunken Lament. Sad breakup two. song. Yeah, I Hate uh, to see it. I really like I'm so glad I don't relate to this song anymore. Yeah, like <laughs> That is good. I used like I was listening to it and I was like, man, again, this 2012 thing. I like <laughs> I'd be really hooked on this fucking album uh feelings called out <laughs> yeah like i've like i really would have been like the the fucking target demographic for this when i was younger like i was this i was this this is what i was like into and like mm. i don't know how i didn't get it uh but yeah the guitar work in this is just a really pleasant tone as well uh it's really oh, yeah. it's nice throughout so the far the little palm muted things in the verses it's just damn and like there's just like that line that's like you said forever tell me why can't you stay and i was like i would have been all over that like (laughs) that would have been like me alone in my room fucking belting it to nobody right (laughs) like i get it like this album already has me hooked in but i do gotta say the vocals on here 
do a lot of heavy lifting to deliver some like cringe lines that could be really <laughs> awkward and corny from anybody else but like they're fine here for some reason they he really throws himself into it like there's there's just something about the way that he that he just enunciates things his his delivery is just really he just leans in so hard that it's like I, well i can't really cringe at this it's just it's too yeah. earnest <laughs> yeah he really like he just goes for it and you're just like oh well he is doing that but it's it's fine yeah and you know the, there, there's like his the, the way that he will weave these like and just the stuff that he says in them is just like holy fuck man <laughs> like even just the first line of it whenever he says like self-loathing is quaint you told me showing restraint it's like oof yeah because um, <laughs> it's just like and then you know he goes on throughout the rest of the song to just prove that point where it's just like yeah you know too busy hating myself to actually change like i said that i would <laughs> <laughs> And then there's one more important thing in this that I've skipped forward to because I noted the timestamp in it. Oh. We're gonna, I feel like we're just going to talk about this throughout this album. Things that just go way harder than they need to. <laughs> Here's the bridge. Tell me like god damn and they bring it back just at the end to close it out but like you know th their guitarist yeah he he likes to go way fucking hard and rip solos and stuff their drummer's fucking just murdering this track in the best way possible especially there <laughs> i think he's trying to compensate for the guitar player on the last song <laughs> Like, he heard that solo and was like, oh, god damn it. And now he's stepping it up, too. I was like, let me, let me throw some, some double bass in here. Let's just fucking go for it. And holy shit, it goes hard. Like, it, it just do. And their he's bridges, like, in general, as we're going to see, are like that. <laughs> he's like, you know what? Let me just go at it. I'm going to take my swing at this. So, guitar player, take a break. You, you've earned it. Yeah, and, and the guitar player just kind of looks at him, gestures back, and goes, Please.
I feel like there's something. One of the things that I, I I really never thought about that until until like just this moment that kind of makes Ludo that? stand out in the weird way that they do. I don't. Again, wasn't really into pop punk, but how many pop punk bands had a dude on a fucking Moog synthesizer? Uh, more than you think, less than you'd want. Okay. <laughs> See, I think that's that's like my only valid. Uh, that's one of my only valid points about this song is like, holy shit, they got a synth guy. <laughs> like it, they it adds did a that? fucking texture. <laughs> With without it, I feel like, I mean, they these songs would still be fucking rippers for the most part. But without it, it would definitely lose a lot of that something in it. Yeah, I just I have a note here. I was like, you know, so we hit our first song. I can consider good in context, but unmemorable outside of that. Uh, That's fair. It's really bland for me, but the vocal effect is nice, and the synth guy just comes in and makes his presence known. Mm, He's like, you know what, I'm here. And I was like, but it's fine to not be as noteworthy after the first two tracks punching me in the shitty teenage chest. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I also forgot something, actually. So Love Me Dead. I mentioned that I've been to a live show, and of course they played Love Me Dead, but they specifically played Love Me Dead acoustic. And when I say they played it acoustic, I mean, they got down off the stage. They had everybody sit down (laughs) and just make a space for them. And they stepped out into the crowd with like acoustic guitars. Their keyboard guy had a fucking uh, melodica. (laughs) And they just just played it out in the crowd. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Why but didn't yeah, you bring uh, that up? I forgot. Okay. I, I just forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with Love Me Dead. But, uh, so yeah, please. Uh, one could say that this song is about a person who has to leave uh, a relationship for personal reasons, but wants to return whenever they're ready. But I prefer to think that it's about either Majora's Mask or Armageddon. One of the two. It's hard to say. Because he's got to leave, right? And he's talking about that. But in the bridge, he says, the falling moon is calling me. And I mean, in the case of Majora's Mask, the moon is literally just coming down. Much like your face is slowly getting closer to the camera. I and then in Armageddon, really it's not, it's not the us. moon, but it's just an asteroid. But, you know, one way or another, they got to <laughs> go take care of it. <laughs> You know, I think that might explain why I don't like this song. Because <laughs> I also... Like... Nope, don't like Majora's Mask. What about Armageddon? Uh, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Armageddon? Damn. Never seen Armageddon. It's pretty good, you know? Isn't that a Bruce Willis movie? It is. Okay, there you go. See, I got some sort of context. They, they send a bunch of drillers to space to drill into oh, an asteroid yeah. and blow it's it up. where the underqualified guys go save the day. Yeah. Because you can't teach a NASA guy to drill. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <coughs> I don't know. That, that was just a thing that came that came to me. Not not that it's actually about that, but you know, I like it to, might be. I like to do my thing. 
I'll you know I'll send them an email. I don't know, man. Oh. We need to figure out what the hell's going on out there in Topeka. I found God in a catalytic converter in Topeka on a Monday night. I taste blood every time I think of summer. If that's true, I'm in for quite a treat. Cause I'm begging for the sun in a mid-Missouri winter Waiting desperately to get out of town No, you can't keep a good man down You've been known to obsess over the future Do you think you'll get away from the past? As you stone yourself Just to make it through till midnight Consider what you might have found You think you've got a good thing bit of that synth coming in for a lead love it yeah <clears throat> i've got an issue with this song oh uh i'm really mad he brings up a catalytic converter because like <laughs> mine's dead in my car and it's been an issue for like two years and they're really expensive and i don't want to fix it they sure are uh, i remember when i was in high school in driver's ed we did a, a weird little project to I guess it was to impress upon us how impossible it is to afford owning a car because that's all I really learned from it where we had to like see what insurance would cost, estimate like an we we were given like an amount that we would make and then we would hit a random car issue and see if we could solve it. Mine was in fact a catalytic converter going and I was like it's impossible. You just cannot own a car it's in it, it you can't do it <laughs> that's all you've shown to me good job <laughs> yeah the quotes of mine getting fixed is like two grand and i'm not doing that Ugh. i'm just yeah i'm just see i i drive with it dead oof uh yeah also uh my other big issue is is this the origin of those like super cringy facebook posts from 2008 <laughs> like is this where that line comes from like every scene has a past every sinner has a future yeah yeah did they take that from ludo or did like he see it on facebook and was like oh fuck i gotta write that in a song i'm pretty sure it's like a uh i i believe it's a pretty old uh saying okay because like every time i hear it in this song my finger hovers <laughs> over the skip button uh and i gotta say I've only heard this song fully in context maybe two or three times out of my multiple listens because I can't take it. Damn. It's I love it's this rough. song. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> no, rough. That's all right. So this, this one, <laughs> this song, it has the effect that it was basically written for because, so this was literally, this is based off of true events that happened to them. Uh, their guitarist, his fucking car broke down 
on his way to a to on, on tour, I think, or something, or on his way to a show, and he was just stuck. There was literally nothing that he could fucking do about it. You know, you can't. You, you you can't. The thing happened, and there's no way for you to go back and prevent it from happening. So now you just got to deal with the fact that it happened. And it was kind of his way of finding peace in a really shitty situation. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, just the tone of the song in general, it kind of gives me that feel whenever. If I'm if I'm on the road and having a having a bad day, it's always nice to just throw on and just kind of be able to chill too. And I like it. I just my uh, <clears throat> my it's, other it's too note line is, mom Instagram for you. <laughs> my other note is here: the vocals are so good, but goddamn, this is weaponized cringe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great though. <laughs> it's like this is one of those moments where you're just like, Ugh, and then you keep listening to it, and it keeps happening. <laughs> Yeah, I just let it wash over me. This, this is. Uh, I I have shame from that era of life, so I don't let it fair. wash over me. Ludo may be like uh, one of the one of the first bands to really put me down the road of killing the cringe within me. They uh, they didn't help on my journey. <laughs> I've still got a ways to go. Oh, you know, it's yeah. it's a tough one. Maybe that journey will take us down to Lake Pontchartrain. I'll tell her like it happened, it was Darius and no one in me. Just a few poor boys trying to get up out of misery. 255, the Louisiana stopped by the have here is a classic ludo storytelling song we talk about it on this show all the time ludo's storytelling and god it is as perfect as ever in this track how could i forget the classic ludo storytelling songs <laughs> i don't know honestly which, by the way, when I was on Genius, it said classic Ludo storytelling song. And it lit up. I was like, they do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I missed it. Damn. <laughs> uh, now, this song really caught me off guard because it gets faster and angrier and more punk like tinge than the rest of the songs before it. True. Like, True. it's showing a more diverse side of the band, and I really like it. Uh I really liked the gang vocals, which makes sense for the punkier tone of the song. Um, yeah, it, the la it's either layered or gang vocals. I can't tell either way, but it's very nice and it adds a good effect to it. Uh, I had to restart this song because I was like, did he is that what he's talking about? 
Because, like, I can't figure out, okay, like, did he fucking kill his friends? Or is the lake haunted? It's, uh... uh it's left pretty open-ended. Okay. Also, like, who was frying the rice? <laughs> was it the shrimp? I mean, I've heard they can do that. I've never seen proof, but... Okay, yeah, I just had, like, a bunch of questions. I had to go back again. I was like, I think he <laughs> fucking did it. It's a, it's a possibility. It's kind of got, like, a... It... it... It's got that vibe where he, you know, he brings up the possibility of it being his fault and thus plants it in your brain as the possibility. Because, you know, if you're not, if he doesn't say that, then you just kind of think he's telling a story about his friends who literally died in a lake. <laughs> but then he's just like, why would I lie at the end of it? <laughs> you can trust me, the reliable narrator that I've always been <laughs> on this album. But yeah, uh, th this... This harkens back to, to kind of like the rock opera stuff that they did on their on their EP. It has that kind of sound include even just like in the style of it. It's the sound is fucking huge. Like it's ridiculous how again, just how fucking hard this goes in the bridge. They got the they got woes. They got O's. They got all that shit. Um and yeah, don't eat crawfish. That's what I learned from this song. Have you ever eaten crawfish? No. <coughs> don't. Well, I mean, his friends did, and now look at them. They died in a fucking lake. Okay. He stuck with he stuck with the chicken. We're not clear on if the crawfish played a part. Or if his friend didn't eat some like mad cow chicken. You know? Mad chicken. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guy who ate the mad cow chicken is still alive, so don't eat the crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> Might be crazy, but he ain't dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd rather be a murderer than dead, so. Yeah, you there know. you go. <laughs> Whatever, that's life, such as it ends. Is my opening notes. Um, I love the beepy boops. I do too. I don't really think this is like out of place with the same radio hits of the era that they were in when this was released. Um, sure. You could really see it blending in, uh, you know, on the radio around that time or like, you know, popular on MySpace. Uh, like it, it makes sense. It would just be like normal. This would be sound like, oh yeah, this sounds like X-Band. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, if I would have heard this back then, I would have had like a bleeding heart love for the song. Like, you know, I'd be like, well, it's a little corny, but it's my song, you know, like I would have liked it like that. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that in there. Um, you know, I think it belongs with like the chorus, at least itself, like lends itself to a Fueled by Ramen type band. I can see it. It like it just it makes sense. You know, I would put Ludo on a uh, on a playlist with Plain White Tees. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. I'd put them on with like <laughs> Boys Like Girls and like Early Paramore stuff like that. Like they belong there. I've heard that boys so. do not, in fact, like girls, or girls don't like boys. Actually, is what I've heard. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's the other way around. Yeah. Uh, also, dear listener, if you're shaking your fist like Boys Like Girls wasn't on Fueled by Ramen, die. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like they they weren't even good but they sound (laughs) the same (laughs) so back in the day when i was listening to this a lot uh i was driving an old 2000 chevy cavalier and the left side speaker did not work okay it worked on and off and then eventually it died completely so i missed a lot of interesting touches in songs for a long time uh i just had this conversation like two days ago with a friend (laughs) like i used to listen to i listened to a lot of avenge sevenfold back in the day missed out on a lot of cool harmonies because i mostly exclusively listened in my car um and so i didn't get those left channel harmonies and stuff so a lot of songs just didn't sound as cool and then whenever i got it fixed i was like this is incredible I missed like the entire fucking solo in this song, I think, or like some of the little uh, leads that he does at the end, I think, are just in the left channel or mostly in the left channel. You can't hear it without that. So, so in I'd... the same vein, you brought them up earlier with Ray Toro. Yeah. MCR has a song uh, on their second album, uh, Three Cheers. Thank you for the venom. Uh, it starts with a it's dual a channel one. mix. With a guitar solo in the left ear, and then just like two drum beats, and then vocals only in the right channel for a little bit. Uh, when I was growing up, I did my cut my left headphone like off. I just only had like because it died, so I only had the right mm. headphone. And I always thought that song like weirdly had silence, and then a drum beat, and then vocals starting with no guitar. <laughs> and the first time I heard the guitar come in, I was like, "Whoa, they remastered it! It's a new version." And then somebody was like that's always been there and i was like no way like you're fucking with me like that was my first understanding of left and rights outside of like trent reznor being insane and panning through every single speaker that you have to offer (laughs) yeah that's it's fucking weird and even I learned more about different channel stuff long after that but whenever i would go back to a lot of recordings from like 60s and 70s they did weird shit with where they would put stuff like fucking uh jefferson airplane for some reason on was it surrealistic pillow or whatever they're they have their shit mixed in the weirdest fucking way it's like yeah we just have this instrument and this channel i'm like why would you do that what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) that's obnoxious your left speakers out good luck hearing drums for the whole record (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I, I really grew to appreciate this song a whole lot more whenever I finally got <laughs> got my speakers fixed. And actually, I feel like it's a reason why I 
had weird false memories of different songs back in those days. Like, I, I just didn't remember that certain sections existed because I missed, like, a little thing that existed only in the left channel. <laughs> but, and what uh, gets worse is, like, when you get, like, these, like, studio-quality masters of uh, music from the internet, uh, mm-hmm. legally or not, and you put them in, like, a good headphone, like, good, like, made-for-this lossless headphones, and, like, you're listening to lossless master files... You'll hear things you've never, ever heard in albums that you know, like the back of your hand. Uh, yeah. It literally happened to me with my favorite album of all time. I was listening and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and like, I like brought up my old, like the fucking like MP3 I'd been listening to forever. And I turned it up loud and put it next to my ear. And I was like, oh, it's lost in that mix. But yep. it's there. Just gets compressed out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a very nice song about have, having some some give and take. You know, you can't just bre- breaking the hearts that wouldn't bend. Such a good line. It probably falls in that cringe zone, but goddamn, I love it. It's a good one. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I can't deny it's not weaponized cringe. <laughs> so, do you have anything else for such as it ends? Uh, you know, I'm going to pass it over to you. I oh. don't. Damn. Okay. Yeah, but did you hear? There's a mutiny below. Got him. in the fuck out of that synth yeah uh my biggest note about this is well not my biggest but like i was like wow i thoroughly enjoy what they do with the electronic sound incorporated into this uh song for sure but like we're back baby these are songs (laughs) if i had heard them in like you know 2012 2013 i would have been like wow this is for me specifically i could imagine what's your uh What's your experience with uh, with getting hit with unexpected feelings that you thought you'd moved on from? <laughs> uh, a lot. I have quite the fucking experience with that because I, for a long time, and like I still do, we're all cool now, but like I still like uh, kept people in my life after the things had ended and I didn't really take the break from them to process the uh, emotions. Hmm. Uh, I never got the like the peace of mind to be alone and process what happened. So I was just always like, 
we're still hanging out like a week later after things had ended and i'm just like (laughs) fuck and then once like the first time we got a break from each other for like you know a couple months or whatever and then we hung out again i was like oh you know because like i didn't process it (laughs) right so this really would have like uh this would have like taken to me really well as a teenager and like a young adult i'm gonna say young i was i was over 18 in 2012 yeah so yeah this uh i also like the quick break like the quick change right back into verses without really like setting the instruments up different it just kind of like flows immediately back into the core the verses and just drop right back in yeah they're just like well we're not even going to do like the thing where like the instruments pause for a split second we're just going right back into it <laughs> it's very clean and it's just it, it, it's a it's a pretty nice like straightforward song for the most part like it doesn't have a whole lot of like they're not doing anything super fancy they are because they are again that the synth is doing the shit but <laughs> he's lifting hard but like so much of it is just kind of like this is a straightforward kind of pop punk song about how much it sucks <laughs> to, to deal with that shit yeah it's a like we're we're hearing it you know yeah and I love it. It's a good one. It is a good one. Anything else for Mutiny Below? Uh, not oh. for that, but our friend Aaron just went live on Twitch. Oh, shit. Yeah. Go check out Aaron at gr- gristlemedia.com. Twitch.com slash gristlemedia.tv. Twitch.tv slash gristlemedia. He's live for the freaking weekend. Dot slash gristle. Uh, I bet if we pull him up, we can get him to guest on this right now. But <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep doing our review instead. Here's an important question. Yeah. Mutiny below. Is he talking about like his heart is just having problems or he's just talking about like his dick is like. Uh, you know, I read it more so as a heartfelt thing. But also okay. now that you bring up the dick thing, it might be it, this might be a horny song because it gets me. It gives me like kind of. um offspring self-esteem vibes in a way okay yeah you know he's like i i know i shouldn't do this but my dick (laughs) yeah like well one of us is thinking the other's not and i'm just gonna go ahead and listen (laughs) anyway that's all i have for me yeah that's what that's a pretty good way to ask about it because it's you know it makes sense yeah so track eight streetlights When the street lights come on the pooling night is levied aside and pressed in twilight against our two rooms, I'll see you tonight. The pavement is aching, cicadas are crying, the wine colored air breathing through your hair breezing to me leading me there I come alive as the shadows parade my hot summer blood comes in floods and in waves curbside confessions no
you expressed yourself within the first couple seconds of this song on video. Yeah, <clears throat> we needed one of these on the album, and it makes sense. And like, it's 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 too bad the lyrics are just fine. Like, <sighs> I'm I'm really indifferent to this, and that's okay because mm. you know we've got an album full of bangers, maybe about serial murderers and like heartbreak. Yeah, but like I this, mean, this song's okay. Yeah, it's. It's a very interesting Ludo song. Like it's it's never one that I listen to a lot whenever I would play this. Like it, it was kind of a skip for me. Um I can I can appreciate it whenever it's on for the most part, you know. It is It's a song. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> again, it's and fine. It it's just there's not a lot that I really grasp onto with it. Like even just looking into like the lyrics and stuff, it's like it's it's odd to say because there's there's to say that there is such thing as a standard Ludo song is, you know, <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, this is very much just they, they can write the fuck out of a somewhat horror tinged love song. And it has notes of that. It's not quite as uh, front and center as as other ones that they do. You know, that makes sense. It's just, I don't know, there's nothing special about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds nice. It does fill the ears real nice. Uh, there, There's another lead in this one. If I remember correctly, this is the one that has, like, they're playing mandolins and shit. <laughs> and I love that. That's always nice. They're playing mandolins. Let me skip forward and just have a listen real quick. There is a lot of a lot of guitar, oh, a lot of mandolins layered over in there, and I love that. Just a very nice full sound to it. But yeah, overall, it's a fine song. It's just not impressive, and you know. It's what they've displayed here prior to this. You should be put this banger somewhere else. Mm. Toss it on an EP. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can't. It can't be all bangers all the time. You know, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but up next, we got a banger. Do we? Track nine. Go get her, Greg. Oh. Hello. Here 
should have let that keep playing because I really love the way that they start the second verse. <laughs> I just like they euthanized that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like somebody put Greg down, right? <laughs> He's not out there in the world anymore. Somewhere out there, Greg or another clone of Greg is listening like, yeah, he sounds so nice. Why won't she go out with him? <laughs> like, I just like I, I I have like I have a disclaimer on my notes for this. <laughs> like, it says, if you think this song is like really good and relatable, I definitely recommend some inner thought work. And I uh, don't want to be around you for the next foreseeable future. Uh, I do not condone this guy. I feel like this song is. I feel like this song can be relatable, but it should be to your past. <laughs> it should be in yeah. well in your past. <laughs> and like the gun on my hip line is like one that people like like to use when they talk about this album for some reason. Like why? Really? It's creepy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I like. I've definitely like. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird when it's like when this album's brought up in like context, people are like, yeah, go get her with a gun on my hip. And like, that's a really weird takeaway line of this. <laughs> that's like a really like, what do you do you relate to it? It's very much like I I think that I, I'm a lot like Tyler Durden in Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's like watching Breaking Bad and being, well, Walter has a point, actually. <laughs> I want to be just like Light Yagami when I grow up. <laughs> like, honestly, though, like, Walter White has some points. The U.S. health system is really, really in a decline. We really need to fix that. I mean, yeah, that is kind of the thing. Yeah, like, it, Breaking Bad makes more sense than this. Yeah, I mean, I've actually never really watched Breaking Bad, but I do know the general thing of it. I, I don't know how much of a, uh, how much Marvel syndrome does it have where it's like, not only does this guy have a good point, he's actually just right about everything. And then no. like next, it cuts to the next scene and it's like, execute the, the civilians. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he's, he's a tragic, he's a tragic hero to villain throughout the story. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Like he but becomes, no, I mean, it outright it becomes, you should not sympathize with this yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, you can sympathize with him for the beginning of it, but there's a point where you need to stop. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, Greg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we here at the Schmeeberger Resort Juggalo Rehabilitation Therapy Center do not condone <laughs> go-getter Greg or anybody in his vicinity that thinks like him. If you say he just like me for real, come to the vicinity. <laughs> yeah, there's <clears throat> there's a, a bridge in this where... <laughs> He says, I've given it some thought, and I really think you could use a guy like me in your life. And it's like, dude, <laughs> that ain't your decision. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, it's a it's a, I love this song, actually. Like, I, I, I do really like the song, the sound of it and all that stuff. It is a very well put together song, and it is very clearly tongue in cheek. <laughs> Are you sure? But, uh, I am absolutely certain of that, yes. <laughs> but yeah, go get her, Greg. Do you have anything else on this? Uh, no, but one day I desperately, desperately hope to never hear about him again. <laughs> Unless it's like he's now good guy, Greg. Like, if you just like somebody's like, hey, man, remember go get her, Greg? And you're like, unfortunately, yeah. 
And then they're like, well, he's a good guy, Greg, now. And you're just like, good yeah. for him. He came out and he he wrote his memoirs about his time back whenever he was that guy. And it's called The Horror of Our Love. I'm a killer, cold and wrathful, silent sleeper. I've been inside your bedroom. I've murdered half the town. Left you love notes on their headstones. I'll fill the graveyards. Until I have you Moonlight walking I smell your softness Carnivorous and lusting To track you down among the pines I want you stuffed into my mouth Hold you down and tear you open Live inside you Love I'd never hurt you I'll grind against your bones until our marrows mix. I will eat you slowly. What do you got for me? So I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, forget every fucking thing I said about the last song. Forget my not condoning it. I condone this. This song whips ass. It's so good. I don't care if it's about like an actual murderer. I condone this one. I'm giving this one the stamp of approval. He just like me for real. Uh, this song, it, it's so like... It's so good, and I can't believe that such a song was made for me on such a weird album. Like, this <laughs> this is so tonally different than everything else on the album. Uh, it is. I really, really like it. And that second verse that you, like, faded out from, the I Wake in Terror, Blackbird Screaming, is just, like, mm-hmm. it's so good. And <clears throat> God, the the imagery that he has in this is just fucking bonkers. <laughs> like... like if this is what the rest of the album was about, I'd be out here with like an album cover tattoo right here on my arm. Like <laughs> if this is what the whole album was and the whole tone of it, like Jesus Christ. Also, uh, he made a Facebook post about what this song is about and what it's not about. Oh, really? And uh, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but I will tell you that he said this specifically at the very end says this song is not about Twilight. And buddy... <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you're fooling? Because as a lifelong Twihard, this song is about Twilight. I'm not an idiot. Uh, God. Yeah, I, I I do really like also since you brought it up the the blackbird screaming line. There's there's so much awesome little touches in this track. Including, like, I'm pretty sure it's just the guitarist doing, like, some delay pick scrape things to get, like, like, little screechy sounds out of it, like, bird sounds and stuff. Whenever he says that, they do so much during this track. And the first verse, you don't get a lot of it. The first verse and chorus, you know, we didn't we didn't get a whole lot of the what what it really builds to, because this has such a full sound by the end of it. Like, it's just fucking everywhere 
and it's so good, but it still manages to have whenever that chorus drops in a in a really weird way. The chorus is where it's like a big release of that energy or, you know, I don't maybe not a release because they're not they let it breathe. They give it the space, you know, it opens up and you have just the vocals mostly. It's just so good. And this, once again, has a really cool lead that I missed, uh, you know, half of because of my speaker being out. And whenever I finally heard it, like, it just, oh, it's such a, it's a huge fucking sound. It's, it's just beautiful, acoustic, harmonized thing. It's so fucking pretty. <laughs> You know that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm so sorry about your Chevy Cavalier. That's all good. I mean, I haven't had that car in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm still on my second car, so I can't relate. Nice. That's you know, that's a good record, honestly. It's only been four years. It'll, it'll, you know, it'll get there. It'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah. I think this might be aside from the title, not title track, the first track uh my favorite of the album nice the first one is kind of the title track just because it has it in the lyrics yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> it, it's my favorite of the album it's like it, how do you start you shouldn't have started that strong you gave me the wrong expectations <laughs> yeah you know open with go get her greg that's really going to <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll definitely listen to the album after that one fuck <laughs> all right uh I think we're good on the horror of our love. Yeah, I think we're we're fine on that. Okay. Track 11. Scream, scream, scream. A man is many things. Let's count them all tonight. once again uh given your thoughts on the song visually prematurely uh (laughs) quick on the draw because one much like the reason the way i have this in my notes as scream three it is a major disappointment from the thing that came before it (laughs) um there was no way it could have lived up to what was before it and i didn't expect it to but i was still let down with what i was given Uh, Am I talking about the song or Scream 3? Who knows? Um, Who can say? (laughs) It's really rough. I just like I'm I'm still trying to live in the past of the previous song when I'm listening to this. So it's like (laughs) it's fine. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't really like it. It's whatever. How are you going to give me that song and then this one? 
like again, more sequencing would have been in order, but like, eh, you can't really fight it. Hard to say what could follow the horror of our love. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but this, this one is just kind of, uh, it's there. It's a whatever song for me. Yeah, it's it's got a bit of a, like a uh, talking a lot about, I guess, being stuck in the expectations of what they play normally, and you know, not being able to do some other thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I love that pre-chorus. It is very good. But yeah, it's again, it's just fine. Like I don't know. Yeah, but I think for the next one, they're gonna have to do something drastic, like they did for Jason X. They're probably gonna have to take it in space. know until this very morning um one of the lyrics in this uh where he says fear and panic orbit mars that like what did you that's hear? no that's that's uh, that's what i i know that's what he said mm-hmm. i didn't realize that that was referring specifically to the moons that orbit mars are they phobos called fear and, and panic the other one it's phobos and the other one that i don't remember and okay. that's that's what they mean <laughs> okay I've, thank uh, you, thank you, genius. I appreciate your help, <clears throat> mustard. You you did great. <laughs> mustard, mustard didn't do shout any of this. Mustard. <laughs> mustard is the CEO of Genius in my mind, so <laughs> he's responsible for all of the annotations that I read. I made him fix a song that he's never heard before and is not related to what he usually does. <laughs> like two days ago, <laughs> I was like, "Mustard, the chorus is wrong. Here's the right lyrics. Please fix it." And then he he texted back like twenty minutes later, like, "All right, I did it." What a beautiful human. And being. then he was like, you should make an account to do that yourself. <laughs> uh yeah, I got some questions. Uh go on. Is this dude in fucking space? Um Who is he an say? astronaut? Uh is he the moon? <laughs> um, is he comparing himself to the moon? Is this yet another Majora's mass song? Because buddy, just like the first one, it's fine. I don't like <laughs> Like, on an album full of heartbreak, where does this come from? Uh, well, see, he's in space. Yeah. But, and, and he's always wanted to be in space. This is, like, the fulfillment of his grandest dream. But is that, in fact, worth it when it takes him away from the one that he loves? I'd say being in space is cooler than almost anything else. 
I don't really like space that much, so I okay, can't really well, relate. We can just move on. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, if I feel like I would suffer heavily from cosmophobia because I, I ain't about that. <laughs> uh, it's like me being out on the sea. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, if I look around in every direction and see nothing, I'm a freak out. See, that's that's space. I'm like that. <laughs> you look out the window and you see all of the locations that you cannot actually survive in. And it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> fair. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like the I like the song in general. It's a nice it's a nice closer for the most part. Um, it, it's another one where they have a, a bridge where I, I love their bridges. They just they're so fucking good at writing a goddamn bridge. It just rocks. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a nice song. It's got good stuff going on. I like their harmonies. I always love their harmonies. They're they're real good at that stuff. But yeah, that brings us to the end of the album, except in space as a track is eight minutes and 12 seconds long. But the song is not eight minutes and 12 seconds long. Well, what is this? We have a secret track, a secret hidden track. Do you have the timestamp? Oh, no, I didn't know. No, stop (laughs) it. Oh, okay. It skips to the silence. That's awesome. Boat song. To the left of me is the sketch you drew. To the right I see that book I lent you to help you through the night. The black of charcoal on my thumbs. But with any luck you'll see the light that comes From open eyes It's all Hallow's Eve Hold my hand Ahead there's land We'll row the boat other show all right either you were expressing uh your feelings on this song early again or you were just showing me your thumb on the line when he mentions a thumb (laughs) i had to do it uh i had to play (laughs) my cards right there because i thought it'd be funny i was listening because i was pretty sure you do not dislike this song (laughs) Uh, you know Maybe I gotta say, the album version that I listened to on streaming for this uh, mm-hmm. has a different song. It doesn't have Boat Song. Yeah. It has a very weaponized cringe song called Japanet <laughs> about uh, asking your, asking somebody to just drop everything and move to Japan with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, for the, like, the, the time that it was written, it's like, I can just be like, you fucking weeb. Because, like, yeah. that's when everybody wanted to move to Japan. And like yeah. it's it's cringe, and it's we not were all free. very kawaii desu at the time. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not free cringe. It's cringe. It makes me think about Gaia Online. <laughs> and uh, I would have preferred this to be on the version that I listened to for the first time. Uh, that being said, I've only heard this song maybe four or five times. Um, it didn't really grow on me in that time. Um, it more so felt out of place because I had to seek it out myself and it wasn't really like <laughs> I wasn't led into it. 
Yeah. Uh, I felt like I was listening to a B-side uh, of just like, here's another Ludo song since you like the album. And it's a hidden track. I feel like it, I feel like it <laughs> suffers for that because I would have liked it more had it been right after uh, In Space. Well, you should have listened to it in well, the album that I gave you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> with the skips and, and all the skips that. And all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said you were going to get that authentic experience, and you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't. Um, I again, depression didn't prepare for this one like I should have. No, but it's all good. We're here. Yeah. Two hours, three hours late from recording. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a it's just a beautiful little acoustic song about making it through the stuff, you know. And I like that. I'm down with that. I've made it through stuff before. Who here in this room hasn't made it through stuff? Who among us? Boom. See? <laughs> Nobody. That, hence, not making it through the stuff, but that's... <laughs> you know. <laughs> We've made it. But yeah, uh, speaking of making it through the stuff... We made it through this album. We did, together. We didn't have a lot to say about Boat Song. I like it. That's what I have to say about it. It's, it's a nice yeah. little song, nice little acoustic jam. Good, again, vocal harmonies. Sick. And it's just cute. They can write some good cute shit. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I personally, like, I've grown a little away from, like, these acoustic little ditties. But, like, again, I was a sucker for them way back when. Like, I mean, whomst among us doesn't <laughs> listen to Hey There, Delilah and go, yeah, yeah, this, this, this is a second mention of Plain White Tees. You want to talk about that next week? I lo- I really enjoy Every Second Counts. That album fucking rips. Is this homework um, I got to do now? If you've never listened to it, no, I'd I recommend it. They, it has the song Hate on it, if you've never heard yeah, Hate. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, okay, yeah, it's got I, that. It's got a whole bunch of stuff. I prefer that to De- Delilah. They are more interesting than their hits indicate, in my okay. opinion. All right. If that's the verdict, I'll try it. Yeah. But Ludo. Ludo. Didn't expect Ludo. it to hit like it did. Uh, really glad that I picked this one, because... Out of the list of albums that haven't been revealed to you guys yet as listeners, I think this is the one that really hit me first. Like, they would have hit me the most out of all of them. That's fair. I had I'm that, glad it did. I had that good, like, intuition of this is one that I'm not going to be, like, dreading to re-listen to after the first time. <laughs> I am extremely glad that you had that reaction. I was very pleased when, long before this recording, you were like, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. So. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I need to get these thoughts out. <laughs> I was going to do this thing where, like, I just, like, told Shmeev that it could go either way. Like, I was going to be indifferent mm-hmm. about it until recording and then gush about it. But, like, on my, like, second or third listen, I was like, God, this is so good. I gotta, <laughs> like, I gotta mention this. That's what I expect, because that's exactly what I do to Mike all the time. I will I will just mention, like, yeah, it sure is an album, and let it go from there. <laughs> but you had a rigorous and regular recording schedule, unlike us, who it's planned true. this in, like, what, fucking January? Something like that. Yeah, I was in the new house the first time I heard this, so it had to mid Feby. mid Feby. I think so. Something like that. But yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that you picked it, and I'm glad that you really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did good. Three for three, baby. Three. Oh, oh, okay. So that's spoilers to me, but not to the audience. <laughs> no, no. Everyone else has already heard. Okay. As yeah. uh, you know, our, our loyal listeners who will listen to everything, including my bullshit that I do here. <laughs> um, 
the loyal listeners, the juggalos you're trying to rehabilitate. <laughs> so yeah, um, overall thoughts on the album? Just wish you had it earlier. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was younger when I heard it, and I wish, like, again, I feel like it would have been a parasite in my brain. It would have really, like, it would have wormed its way in there had I heard this younger, and I would have been going back to it a lot, uh, especially throughout the trials and tribulation houses of my young adult and teenage years. It's a nice little... It's a callback little, for the listeners. wink, yeah. yeah of, uh, uh, go, go listen to... Uh, nod. Go listen to my old podcast that I don't think is active anymore. <laughs> I talked about Tribulation Houses. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and then you sent me a video of one that I haven't watched yet that I, I'm just saving it oh, for yeah. a rainy night. You're saving a lot of things that I've I've asked you to watch for a rainy night. You remember that uh, Clone Hero pack you sent me to download yeah. like a couple months ago? Or like a month ago? Sure. It I was like to... literally like a week or two. Oh, okay, yeah. I went to grab it today and the link is uh, 404. <laughs> what yeah That's bullshit. so if you can find That's me a different fucked. one i'll grab it will do anyway back on back on on track here are you sure you didn't want to talk about battlefield baseball because i'm still saving I that mean, one too i'm always happy to talk about battlefield baseball but what three tracks would you take from this album like what would you keep what's your keepers all right i'm going to the uh song titles i okay. am grabbing love me dead i'm grabbing mm -hmm. mutiny below and i'm grabbing the horror of our love interesting uh, what one track would you would you chuck? Go get her, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's between Go Get Her, Greg, and Scream Three. <laughs> I would go. Uh, I'd, I'd take Love Me Dead. I reckon. Uh, I'd have to go with Lake Pontchartrain. That's that's always a big old fave. A who done it, if you will. <sighs> this is tough. This one's tough. I'd probably go with The Horror of Our Love. It is a very good Mine one. was easy because those were the main three tracks I connected with the hardest. Fair, fair. I could drop... Streetlights, honestly, is one that I just never really listened to in general. Uh, let me go see what I like said I, about that. It's good, that. but I'd probably drop it. Uh, you held up a thumbs down during it. Oh, that's yeah, that's where I was like, we needed one of these because every band around that had it. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's fine. Getting rid of one, especially for an album like this, it's like, yeah, I'm just glad that I'm not actually getting rid of it because I don't want to drop anything from this album. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that... That's it. All of you listening, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, what do you think of the album overall? What tracks do you... What stands out to you? What are you into? Have you listened to Ludo before? Where'd you hear them? Have you seen them live? What'd you think? All those questions and more can be answered to, to one of us, or just me, on Juggalo Judgment, at, at the Twitter facebook i'm not good I, I need somebody else to like throw me all of them or else it just doesn't work like i i all right I know so how you to can say, you can tell us uh via email juggler judgment at gmail.com on facebook juggler judgment twitter at juggler judgment instagram at juggler judgment or right here out loud in your own setting here is the space for you to say that right now now shut up, because the adults are going to finish Ooh, this podcast. Interesting take. <laughs> <laughs>
Or if you just had like a really like shitty take, uh, you can say it again right here. Wow, what a fucking dipshit. <laughs> Look at you. God, get the fuck out of my house. Blade, where can people find you uh, to, to yell at you about your opinions on so Ludo? I really, like, my Instagram was deleted. Uh, I probably said this on the Wicked episode. So my current one is Blade Was Spooky, and it used to be my record collection uh, Instagram. So you can just go look at the vinyl that I own, I guess. And I never <sighs> finished that project either. Like, I, it's like A through K or like A through L. Uh, but all my cassettes are there, except for the ones I've gotten since. So, like, it doesn't, you know, it's all incomplete. I should purge it one day. Um, <laughs> I can be on Twitter. Blade is spooky. Um, that's where I mostly am. I don't really use the Facebook. If you find me on Facebook, I'll, I'll accept your friend request, but I don't really use it. Um, much like you, Shmeev. Fair, yeah. Um. I mean, I do use it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the ex-co-host of a podcast called Butcher Bordello of Blood. I'm trying to, like, get myself used to the idea that Bebop doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to have to, like, rebrand and relaunch a different one if I want to continue on doing a podcast because Butcher's not there. Um, it's tough. Yeah, I don't even know what I'd, I'd, I'd name a new one. Like, I kind of want to just keep using the Bebop name because I already have it's the good. login and the launch of it. Like, I have every the platform that we also have. I still have that. But I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. Um you can go to intheseconomy.limitedrun.com and buy stuff from Griphook and Salt and all the other bands that we've put out. Um, you can find us in the Discord, the uh, ICP with We Discord, the Twisted With Us Discord. They're the same thing. Um, yep. I'm active there every day of my life. I will talk to you, uh, tell you you suck or that your opinions are good. <laughs> the, the quickest and most direct way to contact us is on the icp with we discord yeah um, like that is where we both are every day talking to each other uh, in, a, in a very casual location yeah and if you ever want to like watch me play clone hero once every couple weeks or like every week i don't know i was on a good schedule yeah uh find me on one of those platforms and be like yo blade i want to be there when you're playing clone hero i'll put you in my clone hero discord server uh it's just where i stream I don't like Twitch. I don't like YouTube. It's weird. It's foreign to me. I don't like strangers watching me. So uh, yeah. if you make yourself known, you can watch. You won't be a stranger anymore. <laughs> and yeah, uh, all of those are locations where you can come talk about a music thing or whatever. Uh, you can you can hear Blade play Love Me Dead on Clan Clone Hero. Yes. And you can hear me struggle through the guitar solo every time. And if they ever decide to go back and grab it, apparently the horror of our love is also charted. They Fuck. can grab that one. I'll grab that. Uh, I mean, you said you you were the one that told me about that, and then you said you didn't grab it for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, there's also the mailing address that I gave at the beginning of the show. You can reach me there. <laughs> um, if Shmeev doesn't bleep it or blur it out, I'll be kind of really sad. But also, it's a valid way to get to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. I'm sure the social security number is also uh, a way to track you in some some fashion. Yeah, my credits. It's like I got like a 650 right now, so you're not going to do much damage. Like things aren't great, <laughs> so you can just go ahead and take that one. <laughs> like it's just I'm not doing good credit wise, so you can go ahead and use mine. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> my old thing from Bebop is we used to give like a recommendation at the end of our episodes uh like oh. unrelated just something that you think people should check out you know i'm uh, down yeah i like doing that and 
I Grip think... Hook released a new shirt. I bought one. It's pretty cool looking. I'm waiting for it to show up. I don't know if it's even still on sale. Yeah, you can't say that because it's not on sale anymore because it was a it's not on sale release. anymore. Uh, it was I, for... I got one. You can't get one. Fuck you. <laughs> I, uh, Losers. I, I fucking barely got one. The day that the, like we took them down, I threw money in the PayPal to pay for mine. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, uh, the website that I host in this economy where the shirts are. Uh, won't let me buy it with my PayPal account because the In This Economy PayPal and my <laughs> PayPal you. are the same one. And it was like, <laughs> this is the vendor's PayPal. And I was like, no, please. I need a way to put this money in here. You don't understand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, doctor, so I'm Pagalisi. <laughs> Pagalisi, yeah. <laughs> is that how you say it? It's like Pagliacci. Pagli- oh, I'm Pagalisi. I always like to say Pagliacci. Uh and I like to imagine the uh, like a parody version of it called Pugliachi, where it's a dog. I was thinking like the Adams Family Kid Pugsley. Well, that'd be pretty cool too. So anyway, you mentioned a, a recommendation at the end of the episode. I don't, I don't, I don't. I was not prepared for this. Oh, uh, okay. Let me, let me I'll think. go first then. Uh, I've got go two. So before I had given up on Bebop coming back, I had scheduled an interview with uh, these two people who were in a uh, group in Michigan. Uh, they were called Crochet Cat Paws, and that is all one word, so Crochet Cat Paws, and except for Cat Paws, it's like pausing something, so P-A-U-S-E. Uh, they were a band that is just like unlike anything we ever had in the area, and the only band I can compare them to is like Mindless Self-Indulgence, uh, because they're just so eclectic and weird and like crazy with their music. Uh, and then my other one is... Because of the new release date for the final season of Barry, I've been rewatching Barry, the show on HBO with Bill Hader. Uh, you should check that out because the final season is coming and it's going to be insane. Nice. Also, that Crochet Cat Paws interview will happen. Uh, we just had to reschedule because things happened. And uh, I'm going to release that probably either as the first episode under the rebrand or the last Bebop. Who knows? Hell yeah. Okay, I, I have something. What's up? Uh, so, whenever I was at MAGFest, uh, I picked up a copy of a game, uh, just a physical copy of something that I already had digitally, because <laughs> I wanted a cool physical copy. Who here among um, us hasn't bought a game a second time? Honestly. Uh, it is by... It, it was partially made by one of my favorite content creators that I've been following for a very long time, who has like remained a cool dude thankfully <laughs> just Alex a great Jones? guy yes uh but no the game atama uh you can find it on steam it is a horror game uh heavily inspired by uh siren which it, it basically just borrowed the main mechanic of it which is seeing through the eyes of the enemies that you're trying to avoid uh which in this case is a bunch of floating heads uh, it was made on like a shoestring budget and all that stuff. They they really pulled it together the best they could, and it was a lot of fun to play through. And it has a cool director's commentary thing on it. So after you've played through it once, you can go through and just listen to people talk about different stuff of the creation of it. But it is fun. It's it's pretty spooky uh, as far as like you know the tension of a thing chasing you and trying to sneak around stuff. I enjoyed it a lot. It was pretty cool. I like it atama a-t-a-m-a 
I was going to ask you to spell it because when I tried to Google it, uh, near automata came up. And whenever somebody said, whenever you've said automa, my brain has always been like, you talk about fucking near because that game sucked. No. Like, I didn't like it. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I had fun with it. But that's all we got for today. With all that said, we're done. Finish your fucking beach beverages. Let's go. Woo. Peace. Breaking the hearts that wouldn't bend Well, duck a la range for a la gristle. I know Blade ordered the buffalo wings toss, but I think I might pull my dick out and get a good dry rub going. Ha <laughs> <laughs>